You're listening to the Cornerstone Buzzcast, a ministry resource of Cornerstone Church in Auburn, Alabama. Well, hey, y'all, this is Marcus uh, here with another episode of the Cornerstone Buzzcast. We appreciate y'all tuning in with us uh, back for another week of this series that we have been in, walking through the blessed rhythm. And so we have finished this series on Sunday mornings, and we've been taking a look at more practically what it looks like for people to be living this out in their daily life. And so we kicked it off by talking with uh, Suzanne Corson and how her prayer life works uh, in a daily fashion. And then we talked to Joanna about what it looks like to listen. Joanna Treadwell, who's a professional counselor who does that for listening and uh, li- living. And last week we talked um, to Meredith Martin and about what it looks like for them to use eating missionally. Uh, So to be reaching out to people, inviting them into their homes and eating together with them. And so this week I'm happy uh, to say that we are joined by none other than Donnie Payne. Welcome, Donnie. Hey, thanks, Marcus. Appreciate it. I I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, So just a little side note, Donnie and I have actually recorded this podcast before. (laughs) But take it didn't two. record the right time or the right way. And so here we are, take two. So Donnie's sick of hearing me talk to him about all this stuff. Uh, but this week we are working through serving others. That that first S and what does it look like for us to be serving others in our daily life? And so uh, that's why Donnie is here joining us. So Donnie, can you just introduce you and your family to us a little bit? Tell us about who you are. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm Donnie Payne. I've, I've lived in Auburn for about 18 years now. I came to school here and just never left. I love love this town. I'm married to Mallory. We just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary. Nice. Yeah, it's we a big have, one. Yes, 10 years, big one. Um, she's put up with me for 10 years. And I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how she does it. Um, we have three kids. Bo is six. Juliana is just turned four. And we have a six-month-old named Sayla Blake. Nice. So our house is busy, busy right now. Um <laughs> You know, trying to get some sleep. So. Yeah. And you and now, did you and your wife meet here at Auburn University? No, we actually, so we met in middle school and we did not start dating till we were 25. Wow. We were friends in high school, never dated. We just got <laughs> met back up back home one night out with friends and the rest is history. That is the long game right there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for those of you listening, if you're single and you're listening right now, just listen to that. Donnie married a girl that he'd had a crush. Well, I don't know if you'd had a crush on her, but he'd known her since middle school. So, hey, God can yeah. do some pretty incredible yes. things. Uh, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we, we say that all the time because we just happened to meet back up. I mean, I lived in Auburn and she was living somewhere else. We just mm-hmm. happened to meet back up in our hometown. One random. Yeah. Right uh, place, one, right yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So, Man, that's wild. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, Donnie, what do you do for a living? So, I am a school counselor at Auburn Junior High School. I've been doing that for finishing up my sixth year now. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into counseling kind of differently than most. I was actually a foreman at a rock quarry for um, several years. Yeah. And part of my job, I don't know if you know this, but people don't like quarries that much. You've seen all the stop the quarry sign. Yeah. So me <laughs> being that. me being the young, uh, kind of naive guy. Yeah, the rookie. The rookie. They were like, all right, what we want you to do is go out in the community and try to convince people that we're not awful. Oh <laughs> and so, man. And so that's tough. But one but what it did was it got me involved in the schools. Mm-hmm. I volunteered in the schools. Uh, my wife was actually a athletic trainer at one of the local high schools and 
I knew the coach from my being out in the community. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, I'll, can I come help? Yeah. And I started working with the football team, working with the kids, and I loved it. And I was like, you know what? The Rock Hole can, y'all can have that. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go work with these kids. And Find so I went, went back to school, um, got my degree in counseling, and I found, you know, luckily was able to get a job here in a town I wanted to stay in. And, yeah. live. and it it's, I haven't looked back. It's been great. Man, that's awesome. So in your line of work, you probably see like a ton of opportunities to live out this S of serve, like not just um, like in your daily, you know, the meetings that you have, but also even outside of that, all the different things that you witness and experience. Can you tell me a little bit about some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think growing, not growing up, but living here in Auburn, you think all the great things about this town and it's it's amazing i love it but a lot of people don't realize there's poverty here there's Mm -hmm. homelessness um there's children who are abused and women Mm -hmm. who are abused and there's the great thing about this community is there's so many groups and organizations that do Mm -hmm. such a great job at reaching out to these particular needs in our community Mm -hmm. and one of the great things about living here and doing what i do is i don't have to look very far Mm -hmm. to find help for my kids when they need it yeah because this town and this community does such a great job of helping yeah um and so i see i see these things and it breaks my heart but at the same time i'm just so glad that I'm living where I'm living because yeah. it's right there. Yeah. You know, I can call the big house yeah. over in Opelika and like, hey, I've got, you know, and usually they've already called me yeah. and said, hey, we got a foster family that's, mm-hmm. that's coming. And, you know, it, being able to do that kind of thing yeah. and work with these groups has really, it's really made my job a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Well, and we can get, I feel like even in, I had this conversation today with someone, we can get in this little, uh, this like Auburn Opelika bubble that we're in. And sometimes we forget that there's still a lot of like hurting and suffering happening in this bubble. Like if we're, if we really want to, we can shield ourselves from it and not see that there are people right down the road from us or in the next neighborhood over that really need that, like they need someone to step in and help in some sort of way, um, or at least to give them a direction to, to people who can help. And so like being yes. aware is always that first step yes. in serving with others. Exactly. Yeah. And so Donnie, like I know for you, as you serve with students, um, why has it been so important to, to work serving into the way that you do your daily life, like your job as a counselor, um, even for your family, for, for you, I feel like I've seen you serve in a bunch of different ways here at the church, but also just, I know the work that you do as a guidance counselor. And why has that been so important for, for you to work that into your life? Well, I, you know, I think, and I talk about this with my kids, this is what we pray at night that we are blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, we do live in a great community. We have the things that we need and not everybody has that. And so one thing that was instilled in me as a child and what I'm trying to work with my kids at home and at school mm-hmm. is, you know, if you see a need, help. Yeah. You know, Rusty preached a few weeks ago about the Last Supper and Jesus 
you know, washing the disciples' feet. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jesus could have said, hey, somebody, we need somebody to wash our feet. Somebody, yeah. somebody come over here and take, no, he did it. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't sit back and wait for somebody else to help. Yeah. And, you know, I think we've, me and you have talked before, serving doesn't have to be the grand gesture. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it's great to go on mission trips. I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things. You know, we do great work in Uganda, Nicaragua. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. But serving can be simple as picking up chairs on Sunday morning yep. or, you know, just saying hello to somebody at the grocery store. Yeah, that's a huge one. You know, somebody may get out of their car and be having the worst day ever. Yeah. And just a smile and a good morning, hey, can I get that door for you, mm -hmm. might be the difference in their day turning completely worse than it already is or turning the other way <laughs> yeah. and being great. Yeah. You know, so I would challenge people, don't look at serving as I've got to give a extreme amount of money or yeah. I've got to go across the country or across the world. I mean, you can serve simply yeah. just by being who you are for other people. Yeah. Well, and that's the, that's the living out. Like we call these the blessed rhythms because the hope is that it would kind of work into your way of life. Right. It wouldn't just be like a, all right, did I serve someone today? Did I listen to one person? But like, it just becomes a, a posture that we carry out towards others of listening to them and eating meals and sharing meals with people, but then also serving them in big ways and smalls. And I love what you say about small ways, um, because often those are the, the things that they notice even more. Because it's like it, it, especially when it comes second nature to you, like when you're just like, oh, I know, you know, I, I know that I can just do that. I'm going to smile and say hi to this person and that I'm going to do that just because that's what I always do. And so even if they're having a bad day um, and it's so it may not even register on your radar that that's some way of serving, but it may mean the world to that other person. And I think we need to remember that because that's the importance of always living on mission. Like even when we're having bad days or our waiter stinks and it's taking <laughs> forever, like use that as an opportunity to be like, Hey, you know, is there something I could pray for you about or, or just leave a good tip, even though the service was bad. That's a, that's a good way of thinking about it. Maybe that person's had a horrible day. Maybe yeah. they stink at being a waiter. You never know. I don't, I don't know. I was not a waiter. Maybe the table before them didn't leave a good that, tip. Yeah. And so they're mad and they're yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. Or they're overworked. You yes. know, there's always different reasons for that kind of stuff. But so I feel like you started down that path a, a little bit of, of the practical side of this, but can you give us some practical ways that we can serve um, in our daily life, both in our community or at work or wherever we're living, working and playing? Yeah. I mean, the, the big thing is just look around you because there's if you if you're looking it's going to be there the opportunities mm -hmm. to serve are going to be there you know specifically here at church i know you've talked about picking up chairs that's one thing that i, I love to do <laughs> um my kids like to help sometimes they get more in the way than they are helping but go away get energy right. out of them but you know the it, i love the fact that they want to help yeah you know it it's it's great to, to know that they've got that heart for things but you know Practically, if you go out of your house and you get out doing just normal things, mm -hmm. you will find a way to serve. Um, I remind the story, um, I used to run. I, I do run still occasionally. I'm not as big a runner as I used to be. I'm in that boat with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean. These kids, man. Time. Yeah, yeah time, exactly. It's what time. Do do? So, but I don't, if you guys are familiar with the Auburn area, 
I work at Auburn Junior High School. Right behind Auburn Junior High School, there's a cemetery. So after work, I will go run through the neighborhood or something. And I usually try to end, you know, right there at the cemetery because it's right there by where my car is. Well, one afternoon, I'm running, and I hit the cemetery. You know, I'm listening to my audio book. I'm making good time. It's a great run. And I see this lady, and she's working on a grave plot. Yeah. So I run a lap. And well, when I passed her the first time, like I felt a nudge, like, "Hey, this lady probably needs help, or you just need to go talk to her." And I'm like, "Nope, nope, sorry, <laughs> God, I, I think you're talking to me, but maybe you're not, because surely you wouldn't be telling me to do this right now when I am, I'm doing great, I'm yeah. exercising. This is my time. This is my, <laughs> you know, I'm about to. I just left 1,400 kids. I'm about yeah. to go home to three more, like, you know." Surely that's not what you want me to do. So I run a lap around the cemetery and I get back around and she's still there. I'm like, I feel that nudge. No, this, this can't be. So I go back around and she's still there. I'm like, okay, God, she would not still be here if you weren't talking to yeah. me. So, you know, I walk over there and just ask, hey, can I help you? Because she had potting soil. She was making this this grave look mm-hmm. great. And, you know, we ended up talking for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And, you know, I hate that I can't remember her name. I wish I could, but I don't. But, you know, we just sat there and talked. I think I think she enjoyed the conversation more than she enjoyed me lugging the big bag of, <laughs> you know, potting soil yeah. that, that she was trying to get out of her car. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the end, we just, you know, we prayed together. I went back on my way and finished my run. She got in her car and left. But I really felt like that was an opportunity that, God was nudging me and I almost missed it. Yeah. You know, out of my selfishness, out of my stubbornness, mm-hmm. I almost missed it. Yeah. Um, and those opportunities are all around us if we just pay attention and yeah. look. Yeah. I mean, listening to nudges is huge. Like that's right. a big part of it. Like, and I just, I appreciate that your story shows that like you had a couple different opportunities to listen to that nudge before you were actually able to. And like a lot of times our stories end with like, you feel that nudge and you ignore it. And then the moments passed. Um, but I will say like, I, I, it's very rare that I hear a story of someone listening to a nudge and it not turning out well, at least in the terms of like, Hey, I did, you know, what God was calling me to do. So even if it's not like some big, you know, catalyst moment, the idea that, Hey, I was faithful. I felt God nudging me into this situation. Uh, it was, even if it's an awkward conversation or it doesn't, you know, like, it's kind of like, Oh, that was a little bit weird. We're still like, yeah, but you know what? I was obedient. I did what God was calling me to do. And then there's those other times where we have these great conversations or these great opportunities to serve people. Um, and so you're never going to be disappointed when you, when you listen to that nudge, at least in my experience, that's what I've noticed. And you know, for every story of like the one I just told, I have a lot of other stories where I didn't listen to that nudge Mm -hmm. and, and it comes back like you regret it. Like, yeah. Man, I had an opportunity to do something there. Yeah. And I didn't do it. Yeah. I've um, definitely felt that before too. Yeah. Of just like, I remember I shared this story with you of just yeah. sitting in my car after being behind a family in line and feeling this nudge to pay for this little toy for this kid that his mom told him, Hey, you can't get that one. It's too expensive. And I was like, it was like 10 bucks, 15 bucks. And I was just like, I, I feel like I should get this kid, this toy. Mm-hmm. And then I started talking myself out of it, all that stuff. And then the moment I sat down in my car and that moment had passed, I thought to myself, I should have just bought the toy. Like, what? 
what was the point? Right. What was the point of me battling for that? Like I should have just offered. What's the worst that could have happened? Exactly. Like it, so, but yeah. So if you're listening to this, just know like we're, what we're wanting to communicate here pretty clearly is just that you know the best way to serve the people around us is to be aware. And then to just listen to those promptings. Like when mm. you get that nudge, just go ahead uh, and act on it. And it, sometimes it can be a little bit challenging or difficult, um, but it's a great way to show our faithfulness to God uh, and also to trust God to do something, um, you know, with the, the obedience that we're giving to him. And so we just want to lift that up. And for wherever you're at in your faith journey, maybe serving is not something that comes natural to you. It makes you uncomfortable. Uh, it's challenging. Just start with something small. Exactly. Yeah. Don't tackle something huge. If you don't feel like you can do that yet, start with something small and start there and and work up from there because serving really should be a part of the way we live every single day. I think Jesus was obviously the the best model of that. And so it's not something we can get around. We have to serve others in the way that we live our lives. Well, Donnie, thank you so much for joining me today, man. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Before we go, I'm going to have Donnie pray for us if he would. Absolutely. No problem. Heavenly Father, we just love you so much. We thank you for this opportunity to to share a little bit of what you would have us to do as far as serving. I thank you for this podcast and hope that it reaches many people. Um, We just ask that you go with us the rest of this week. Help us keep our eyes open for opportunities to serve, to feel those nudges from you when the opportunity presents itself. We just love you so much. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for saving us. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on the next one.